0: Welcome to There Will Be Spoilers, Intermission Edition. I'm Matt Bizzell.
1: And I'm Ethan Knight.
0: So, last week, we watched Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yes, we did. And as I mentioned on our last intermission, we sort of had a reversal on that, or at least I did, we'll say.
1: Yeah, no, it, I thought it was going to suck and it was really good. <laughs> yeah, because I had looked
0: up, you know, some some clips to add to our little spoiler reel at the end of the episodes. Yes. Uh, which is after the credits. If people haven't been catching those, if you're oh, one yeah. of those non-credit listener people,
1: ah, uh, what awful people!
0: Well, no, I'm not going to judge them. You know, if mm. they
1: uh, don't want to hear
0: in-roll credits, that's their that's their deal. You know. Sure, sure. No, no shade on their parade. In any case, it was one of the musicals, one of the songs in the in the the movie. Yes. And it did not seem like something I was interested in. Turns right. out. I, I rather liked Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, I did too. I agree. So we're recording this, Ethan, on September 11th. Yes, we are. So it's the 15th anniversary, um, which is sort of a weird sort of concept, an anniversary of something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say 15th year? I don't know. I just I'm a little weirded out by the term anniversary, something you kind of right, commemorate. Yeah. Sort of positive connotations with something that I think we can all say is negative despite
1: sort of your political viewpoint. Right.
0: But with that in mind, I sort of wanted to talk about patriotism.
1: Right. I yeah, I feel like we should.
0: Yeah, so you brought this up when we were talking about what we are going to talk about on yes. this intermission episode. And you said, well Yankee Doodle Dandy is a movie in large parts, about patriotism, right? And I was like, "Is it?" And I kind of thought about it, and I was like, "No." I mean, it really effectively frames the whole narrative, right? Mm-hmm. He gets the the letter, or the runner goes and gets him, and he is sent to see the president. And as he sits down, he's basically doing this, it's a frame device, right? Typical mm-hmm. old school frame device where you're then you know going into long form on the story, and then you end it with you know the same same uh story he's talking to the president it's fdr right. he's talking to right yes okay so he talks to fdr and he wins the an award and i can't remember was it actually the medal of honor that he wins in the film
1: well no because we talked about this cuz you can't he can't win the medal of honor because he's he doesn't serve in combat so they call it the wrong thing
0: right oh yeah absolutely like the actual man that wins the award is not um It's not the same war, but doesn't the film doesn't they get is it is it the Medal of Honor that they give him?
1: Yeah, I think they call it the the Medal of Honor. Right. Okay. So yeah, so it's obviously
0: very patriotic. We talked about songs like "Over There" for World War One, right? And how World War One figures into the film in not a large part, but it definitely acts as something of a turn. Yes. Where they say, "Oh, World War One's happening. Let's bend a few um, historical events to better align." cohan with with the world war one with the world war one
1: as as the right as the kids say these days as the kids say
0: so yeah it's something of a propaganda film if we view it through that sort of lens
1: yeah and i mean it's hard to do a film about someone like cohan without at least on some level feeling like a propaganda film right because you he wrote all of those you know very nationalistic yay america songs. And so you've got to address that.
0: Yeah. And we can call him something of a propagandist without making, I was just talking about positive and negative connotations, right? Right. Yeah. But propagandists, I don't think we can, we can choose to not do that with a negative connotation and just say, yeah, I mean, he did what he did and right. It had an effect, right? Yes. It's hard to maybe, um, quantify that effect. So this reminds me, of an episode of Ninety Nine Percent Invisible uh, mm-hmm. that I was listening to the other day, which another podcast I I enjoy. I think what we're going to do intermission episodes is just sort of recommend podcasts from now on. But <laughs> it was about the uh, welfare reform, mm-hmm. and the episode's called "The Magic Bureaucrat," and they wrote songs to tell people get a job now, any job. You know that was his mm-hmm. slogan: get a job, any job and how effective right. it was in that first 5 years. Well, it turned, well I'm not going to spoil the the um, the ending of that episode because you should listen to it. But right. that idea of songs are effective, but it's sort of it's sort of hard to put a label on how effective or what tangibles they're sort of getting. Sure. So I think we can easily say that Cohen is in something of the same boat there.
1: Mhm. Sure, sure.
0: But speaking of patriotism, I've been watching football these last couple of days, right? Season's opening. Now. Oh,
1: football. Oh. Man.
0: Well, tell me how you really feel, Ethan. <laughs> what I was saying is that there's all these, uh, you know, the national anthem is sung. And usually they sort of, not necessarily cut that out of the air aired show, but they sort of divert attention from it. They don't really linger on it so much unless it's a, like a big game. Mm-hmm. But now that there's all this, you know, uh, I guess we call it controversy of people kneeling or not right understanding. yeah so they're making a much bigger deal than i think really deserves to be made a big deal when you think of the nfl as an organization right. that by large and far is supporting thugs and criminals to to keep beating each other up for lots of money and i yeah that's an overgeneralization absolutely but
1: well certainly the nfl is vi- i mean football in and of itself is violent. It's
0: violent there's a lot of damage to people there's subconcussive force that will create irreparable, irrevocable damage to your brain, right. um, which is why when I say things wrong, I just blame it on that. I blame it on <laughs> a, a lot of years of football and more of getting punched in the face. But Right. Yeah, so they sort of cover up the fact that they not necessarily condone, but they, they hush up the domestic violence and, uh, well, there's a, there was a murderer that right. played in the game, played the season last year, so... Things like that. Without getting too much into it, it's just kind of interesting that we can turn toward something like the flag, right, as a symbol and just say, this is the utmost, right? This is the most important. Focus on this and nothing else. If you don't stand for the flag, you're a terrible person or you don't believe in the values of America. And uh, so it sort of elides some of our shortcomings as a nation, Mm -hmm. we could say certainly World War One and the situation in which Cohen was writing sort of does the same thing. America had stayed of the war as long as they possibly could. And were sort of biding their time. They were certainly providing economic aid. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things to be said about that, but we're not really a history podcast so much as we are right. a, a film podcast. So I'll leave all that alone. But the idea that um, patriotism really kind of sticks in my mind after having seen that film and then, you know, the day being what it is i just thought right. i should bring it up and you you know wonderfully pointed it out to us yes so do, have you watched any films this week or the last two weeks since we've seen
1: each other speaking of patriotism i watched saving private ryan oh my uh, yesterday. goodness
0: which is on the list oh is it yeah absolutely it is oh
1: wow well, shoot i should have waited but it came on netflix and i thought oh i should watch this because i've never seen the whole thing in its oh entirety. wait it's on netflix yeah, it's one of those. Th- so everybody, if you've got Netflix, Saving Private Ryan's on there. So. Or, or you can just wait till we cover it. In yeah, or you could wait like what three years until we get to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking at the list now because I keep it handy, obviously, because we get a lot of questions about movies. Have you seen this movie? Is this movie on the list? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, which we'll actually kind of get into here in a second. It's number seventy one.
1: So that'll be oh, okay. So it's not that far. Not away. that
0: far, but it will be like next calendar year when we get to that yeah but in any case um so you saw it for the first time
1: well i've seen it but i'd never really watched it i'd seen bits and pieces uh but never the whole way through
0: yeah without Um, getting too deep into it because we don't want to steal our own thunder right it's one of my favorite movies
1: of course it's one of your favorite movies of course
0: and uh definitely makes me emotional when i watch it
1: well yeah yeah. So without, but yeah, that's great.
0: You've seen that film. I haven't watched any films the last two weeks. It's been oh. um, a crazy sort of ride with all my students and getting things set. And there's a mm, couple of yeah. wedding things going on that I have to not my wedding, but I'm already married. Right. Not mine either. Yeah. Not,
1: <laughs> I'm single ladies. Third third
0: party wedding. Um, that I've had to do things for or jump around and that sort of thing. However. You mentioned uh, a movie on the list, and sort of anticipated our next segment that we do every time we do intermission, right? And what segment yes. is that? Oh, emails. Yes, you're absolutely. We are right.
1: overflowing with emails. I am. My mailbox is stuffed. Uh, there, I there aren't even. I don't even have enough time in the day to look through all of them. We can't stop people sending us things. So, at all.
0: I'm I'm hoping your reverse psychology is pretty effective, <laughs> but oh god, I I am too. But we do have we do <laughs> have an email. Nothing. We do have an email. We can we can answer We have a question. It's a two-parter, and we can answer it.
1: All right, read it to me, man. Okay, so
0: this email is from Kristen, and she asks of the movies on your list, which is the one you are most looking forward to reviewing, and why. So we'll just start with that one, and I'll move us on. Oh, fact. so.
1: What movie are you most looking forward to reviewing and why? Hmm. I'm going to look at the list again. Give me a hot second. Okay.
0: Maybe I'll start then.
1: So. Yeah, you should You go ahead while I look up this movie before
0: list. Before I had seen the movie, uh, I was most looking forward to reviewing Blade Runner.
1: Oh, yeah. Which
0: uh, is our next week's episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which we do spend a great deal of time. I think most of our episodes have... Come in at around thirty, thirty-five minutes. I think this one tips towards the fifty, the fifty mark. Yeah. Because you and I, we get down and dirty on on Blade Runner and just try to make sense of it. To me, really, because it's the first time I saw it.
1: Yeah. Um. So I definitely
0: wanted most to review Blade Runner. Happy I saw it. Um, without anticipating our episode too much. Can say right? Was, yeah. Don't
1: give anything away. Don't give anything yeah, away. Make
0: them come back for more. I'm also really interested right. in 2001 A Space Odyssey, because it's one of the other ones. Oh, you haven't seen that one? I mean, that's kind of the, the trend, right, is that if there's a film, I haven't seen it.
1: Right, you, you've seen very few of it. I've also gotten <laughs> oh. a very high recommendation for The Bridge and the River Kwai. Oh, yeah, that, I have never seen that one. I'm, 2001 is, is, is fucking wild. Uh, it is wild, so um, that's going to be a lot Ooh, of fun. we're earning our explicit
0: See, rating this week.
1: I know, right? Whatever. Fuck it! um let's see there are just so many good films here um i'm really excited to talk about lord of the rings that will be fun yeah
0: you know what i'm really interested in going back to it and seeing it again
1: mm-hmm. it's been a long time since i've watched it but i you know it's one of my favorites See, a lot of what I'm excited about is you seeing all these movies that I really enjoy. Like You haven't seen The Graduate, have you?
0: No, I haven't, but I know that is oh, on Netflix. Oh, The Graduate
1: is wild. Oh, dude, that, I can't wait to talk about that. I have that. a basic
0: idea of what goes on in that film.
1: Oh, yeah, right. I mean, most people do, I think. C- crazy, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that'll
0: be interesting. I think an easy one, of course, is just to say Citizen Kane. Right,
1: right. yeah, I mean, Citizen Kane, it will be, I mean, that's years away. Right, though, it'll too. be, you know, roughly three years plus
0: away, but in the world in which we have seen 99 other movies that are listed below it, we have so much ammunition to bring to that film, Right, that I think yeah. I'm really going to love our scrutiny, and maybe, well, I, I guess we're saying this on the air, maybe we do like a longer thing for it, and kind of just like, you know, wrap up the whole, the whole thing. Right,
1: we probably will have to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, like you've seen Jaws, right?
0: No, no, I've not seen Jaws.
1: Oh my God! So that'll be that'll be great to watch. A lot of these are like these are movies you and I'm sure you haven't seen Bonnie and Clyde, nope, right? Haven't seen that. Oh, that one will be so good. Uh, that's one of my favorites. You know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is gonna be an interesting one because I have not watched that since I was a kid, right? That I I anticipate will be particularly interesting.
0: How about this, Ethan? Speaking of movies we haven't seen since we were a kid, oh, this is no longer true after last week's episode or the week before. Yes. Sorry, getting the chronology mixed up. I'm speaking of Toy Story.
1: Right, yes, Toy Story.
0: Kristen's second question is about Toy Story. Oh, okay. So the question reads, Also, why do you think that almost all animated movies tend to have only one parent for you know the characters right the protagonist list Do you oh. look n- nearly every single princess has only one parent almost always the dad and even the newer films we only see one parent in toy story as you pointed out and even in finding nemo what is your theory on that looking forward to hearing well, from you both
1: well i mean this is the answer there can only be ever one woman in a film because god knows we can't have more than one of those and i'm kidding i'm <laughs> kidding not don't really mean that total sarcasm
0: half our listeners just shut up their podcast playing Divine right? and now they're no, gone forever it... or you know what maybe we'll get more answers more uh more questions dear ethan why are you such a misogynist
1: <laughs> i right that's ah oh, jeez. no um i i think probably because of the idea of a broken family is really powerful and gives you a reason to go do something you know what i mean uh whether you're escaping the you know the Undo hardships of only having one parent, or you're looking for something of your lost pay, right? Like, there's, and that's why I think there are lots of orphans in movies too. You, you know, I think
0: you're onto something here, but I'd like to augment
1: that a little bit. Yeah, go for so it. So,
0: when you only have one parent, that leaves the space open for you to have some sort of surrogate. Yeah. So, another character can be the surrogate for our protagonist without right. having. Something of a um, conflict, given that you know parents have certain responsibilities to their children. So, taking Toy Story as an example, Andy only has his mother. Without his father, he's missing a father figure, and I'm wondering if you watch the the film thinking about Woody, sort of taking that position.
1: Oh right, yeah, like conflicting father figures in these toys. Yeah, yeah, maybe some sort of projection, definitely.
0: And then, of course, Finding Nemo. The two examples that Kristen gave us—it's like um, not having the mother. Of course, you've got this great tragedy, and also strengthens Marlon's bond to Nemo, but also leaves right. the door open for the,
1: the surrogate mother figure of Dory.
0: Yeah, and who doesn't like definitely. Ellen DeGeneres?
1: I mean, really? Right? Yeah. No, I love Ellen. So this is my question to you. Now that that we've had that question, which I mean, maybe we've answered. I don't know. What? movie are you least looking forward to watching okay
0: i like that Honestly. i like that that train of thought let me get my list out um and so i can't pick movies we have already seen i'm kidding i like all yeah. the movies we we saw so far i know i come off in most episodes as as not liking a film but i think what it is is that i just need to have it discussed and once i discuss it right. i could start seeing the value more yes and some of my headspace in watching a film is different than one when i'm analyzing it
1: Mm-hmm. okay
0: so least looking forward to i i think i had an answer to this earlier the thing is is i just don't know that many films on the list like I, i'm aware mm-hmm. of a great many of them and have a a, a working understanding of probably 50 percent and sure the ones that i'm so I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to all of those because you have the the enticement of the unknown right so I can say, right. like, well, I'm looking forward to this because I've never seen it, and it's about these things, and that might be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'd have to make it a musical that I'm least looking forward to. Mm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, West Side Story is on here, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, since I've already seen parts of that in middle school, like made us watch it, um, I might be least looking forward to that. Mm. But that's not like a that's a that super sense. qualified. Least looking forward to because I've already sort of seen it, and I'm not over fond of musicals, mm-hmm. which is why I wasn't so excited about
1: watching Yankee, Yankee Doodle, Doodle, Doodle Dandy. Dandy yes. However,
0: as we talked about, it's sort of not a musical. It's like this
1: post. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not really a musical. And
0: I really like how they did that because all of the songs we see are either sort of out of the way, like when he's singing um his wife's song right or it's him watching his his um songs he played and it seems like there's always different motivations going on and maybe this this judgment i'm passing is just due to me not having watched many musicals because i've seen Mm -hmm. rent and i actually really liked rent when i saw it in Mm -hmm. college um not live or anything it was just a film version so right. maybe I'm just being unfair to musicals, but I think I'm gonna have to say West Side no, Story. no, I'm with you.
1: I don't really much care for uh, like the musical craze that people have. I'm kind of like, ah, yeah they're great they're okay yeah I, so i I can understand that and this is from a theater person I know well Our resident because I man. think that well, I think that the shift from you know like you look at Broadway and all it is is mass spectacle and you're, you don't even see regular actors anymore now you get things like you people go to see musical versions of movies they've already seen right. with Hollywood actors playing the lead roles and so well, it's just Ethan, some you're sort, sort, of sort of weird describing
0: the reason why Suicide Squad gets made because it is jam-packed with people that audiences like. It's spectacle, right? It is nothing but spectacle. And yeah. so it makes money, right? There's no <laughs> no uh, yeah. filthy plot to weigh us down. We're just action right. and violence well, nudity, and, probably. and the
1: Yeah. And the most egregious, right, of the of what I'm trying to talk about this trend in musicals, of course, is that Spider Man musical that came out yes. A couple of years ago that took years to put together and like people got hurt over and over and it was just insane it was just and it was terrible right but it was all spectacle who was the lead on
0: that one can you remember
1: oh i don't know because i think the spider-man like got hurt and they had to replace the lead like three or four times because it was like it was so ridiculous and it flopped right uh so yeah
0: so which uh are you seconding that or is there a film that you are also
1: No, I can tell you I do not want to watch Lawrence of Arabia. Really? Because I've tried to watch it a couple of times in the past and it, it every time it's just so goddamn boring. I get like I try to get into it and nothing happens and it's and it's long. It's like 3 hours or something.
0: When then we come around to watch Lawrence of Arabia? Uh, I'm going to sort of give you a theme to read for. So Andrew Stanton, I talked about this this TED Talk I had I showed my students in the last inter- intermission episode, and yes. um he talks about Lawrence of Arabia and how he watched it like seven times in a month when it came out uh, when it was remastered in '86, I believe. Yeah, and the reason he liked it is because. He really identified as a theme which he took to be the question, who are you? Right. So what if you read it as this advent this self adventure, right? So this internal adventure that sort of exemplified.
1: God, if I could stay awake long enough to get to that point. (laughs) Well
0: we'll see, right? There's a teaser for our audience.
1: Oh, yeah. Can't even stay awake
0: long enough to talk about
1: Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia.
0: Well, see, I felt that might be the case about Ben-Hur when we found out it was going to be three hours long. And I was riveted for the most part, right? I wouldn't call
1: my engagement in Ben-Hur – I wouldn't say that I was riveted. Not even the first two hours? Riveted is not the word. I wasn't terribly bored, but I don't know that I was riveted.
0: You're so jaded it takes so much to surprise you. Ethan the only way Ethan can be woken up in the morning is if, if you fire off a whole set of um, ammunition and firecrackers and have an Oh yeah, it's got to be
1: exciting or else there's no I just roll back over and go back to sleep. Um,
0: yeah, it's really expensive to do in the yeah. morning.
1: It is, yeah. And and maybe it's a wonderful life that one I don't know that I really want to watch because that's another like long movie and I have probably seen in bits and pieces that entire movie 200 times oh absolutely i think i've seen parts of it right does anybody actually watch it's a wonderful life from start to finish no well here's the question i have does
0: anyone actually watch a full movie sit down christmas time
1: well well it's a wonderful life is the one that like is the again the most egregious it it's always on tv
0: what's the one that i think there's another one the uh one with the uh Red Rider Be Begun? Christmas Story. Christmas Story. That's another one that.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know that anybody's actually watched that movie from start to finish yeah. in one sitting. No, you're doing other things.
0: Although I will say, when I lived at home with my family as a, as a younger individual, we would, we would watch uh, A Muppet's Christmas Carol start to finish. Many, oh, that's another many one I don't years. think
1: I've ever seen start to finish.
0: <laughs> well, I think as it kind of breaks up the monotony, right? It says, yes, this is a Christmas movie, but. Also Muppets. Yay. Right.
1: And who doesn't like Muppets?
0: Right. Well, monsters.
1: Monsters don't like Muppets? Yeah. Like,
0: you know, aberrations of humanity.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> or like maybe E.T. I don't know that I really want to sit through all of E.T. I
0: don't know. I'm kind of interested to see it after our, our whole stranger things discussion.
1: Oh yeah. So true. there's yeah. a lot of
0: outside elements that sort of sustain my interest yeah so we'll have to see but hey that's a little optimism for the future right we get we get to see
1: yeah true we do get we to see we are
0: privileged it. with the ability to guide you through the remaining
1: movies <laughs> there's what 96
0: yeah. more I think something like
1: that yeah it's a lot there are a lot
0: which as you already noticed I'm bad at numbers because I think I labeled Yankee Doodle Dandy as number 97 at the opening yeah. of last week's episode and it's definitely <laughs> number 98 Blade Runner's 97 what? We're not perfect, but you're not... Um, hey, speak I, for yourself, man. All right. Ethan's perfect, but I'm not here to count. I'm here to <laughs> analyze movies that I haven't seen, that I've thought deeply about. And with that yeah. in mind, I think we'll just fade into the darkness until next week when we talk about Blade Runner.
1: All right. Also a movie about fading into the dark. Well, not, well maybe, kind of. Well, well, hmm. Uh, yes. Yes
0: that darkness of oblivion that is death right and with that optimistic note (laughs) thanks for listening to there will be spoilers intermission edition
1: i'm matt bezell i am ethan knight and there will be spoilers there will be spoilers there will be spoilers was hosted by matt bezell and me ethan knight we were produced by matt bezell our music is by the enigmatic Breakmaster Cylinder. You can find his music all over the internet. Google him. Our artwork was by Becca Knight. You can follow her on Twitter at BeccaThenight with a K, or you can find her website at nightdraws.com. You can follow us on Twitter at spoilerscast. You can follow us on Facebook at There Will Be Spoilers. And you can shoot us an email if you want at spoilerscast at gmail.com. Plan on answering emails on our off week podcast, so be sure to send in your questions or comments. And finally, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and or SoundCloud and review us, please. Thanks for listening.